Welcome to The Sunday Soother, a podcast, newsletter, and community about authentic living and compassionate personal development. I'm your host, Katherine Andrews, a life coach, online teacher, and writer focused on self-reflection, mindfulness, and how to create meaning in our everyday lives in practical ways. Join me weekly for conversations about personal growth, spirituality, self-discovery, and self-care, and how we can navigate this messy world with hope and humanity. Hey, everybody, it's Catherine, and welcome back to the Sunday Soother. And I want to talk today about a concept that I recently heard about on a pod, another podcast uh, called the Sensitivity Antenna, and I really loved it, and it made me think of you, my highly sensitive, wonderful people. And so I wanted to chat about this a little bit today, how I realized that I had a very open sensitivity antenna and what this means and how you can kind of cultivate yours as well. Um, But first, I wanted to say that I have kept Practical Spirituality, my course for people who are ready to live a more delightful and intentional life open. Um, If you're listening to this on Sunday, you'll have missed our first live call, or maybe not. It's this afternoon. Um, It's all about Tarot 101. But there will still be two more live calls, and the course is entirely self-paced, so you don't even necessarily need to attend the live calls um, to get a lot out of it. So that's open. It's $297, and the link is in the show notes, and it is a delightful, delightful course. And in case you are looking to develop a more meaningful, spiritual, delightful, magical life, uh, I think it might be the course for you. So let me just jump jump into this, and I think it'll be kind of a short and sweet episode. Um... But I was listening to Ezra Klein's interview with Rick Rubin, and Rick Rubin is a music producer, which most people know, but I did not really, because I had never really heard of him, even though he's very famous and very prolific. And the reason I heard of Rick Rubin is because um, a month or two ago, my boyfriend and I were watching 60 Minutes, as we are wont to do, as people who are already like 80 years old in our soul. And uh, they interviewed Rick Rubin about his new book, The Creative Act, A Way of Being. And uh, AJ and I were both very taken by the interview, and he immediately picked up uh, Ruben's book. Uh, again, it's called The Creative Act, A Way of Being, and I've written about it in the Sunday Soother. And it is a very beautiful book, very philosophical and very spiritual. Um, and to me, it really articulated the way that creativity is actually a spiritual practice and that spirituality is a creative practice too. And I felt very seen by the book. It very much seems to reflect my beliefs about creativity and spirituality. And so when Ezra Klein was interviewing Rick Rubin, they talked about this concept, um, it's a great interview, but they talked about this concept of uh, sensitive antenna. <laughs> and so Ezra asked uh, Ruben, so you write then that the best artists tend to be people with the most sensitive antenna. Give me some examples of that to make that grounded. And Ruben goes into this anecdote he has about Neil Young. Um, and he recently produced a new album with Neil Young. And he says, um, the way this album came about that was that Young was hiking in Colorado on a daily basis, and he noticed that he was whistling. And he doesn't whistle much, and he doesn't whistle well, but he noticed that he was whistling. <laughs> and he noticed that what he was whistling was interesting, and it wasn't a song he knew. And he decided to record on his little flip phone, because he has an ancient flip phone, the whistling. And he did this every day. And he collected 10 or so of these whistling melodies that if you asked him, he would say he did not write. He essentially channeled them. They just happened. And he was aware enough to capture them and then aware enough when he had a handful of them to say, you know, I think I can make this into an album. This is interesting. I like these melodies and they're unlike any other melodies I would normally write. So that's the basis of this album. It came from something outside of himself. 
We laughed a lot in the studio about, I'd love to meet the guy who wrote these songs. Who is this guy? They don't sound like Neil Young's songs. And then when he sat down to write the words, he wrote the lyrics to all the songs in two days without changing any words. It sort of just happened. And he said that's never happened to him before either. So from the beginning, and this is from someone who's been making albums for 50 years, he found an entirely new way to work, not based on him deciding to find a new way to work, not on an intellectual choice he made, but on noticing these whistling pieces are coming through. His first step was collect them. And then looking back, he's like, I feel like these are good. These are the beginning of something. So that's an example of being open to what comes. And this, I was just quoting Ruben there from the transcript of the podcast. And so this to me is really something that I've noticed about myself and about highly sensitive people is that we have the sensitivity antenna. And if you guys have read Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic, she talks about ideas and creativity in a very similar way to Ruben, um, that they are floating in consciousness and that they are essentially like finding a landing pad through people who have their sensitivity antennas or creativity antennas open and then are channeled through uh, whoever kind of gets that idea first whoever it comes to. Um, and this is something that I had a very interesting experience with back in 2017 or 2018, when I started to realize that I had a receptivity in a way that I had the sensitivity antenna that, um, and I like that term. And so that's why I'm talking about it today. Um, I had always known that I was a very creative person, but that had just seemed to be a personality trait rather than it was less like I had an, an ability to be open to whatever was floating around out there. And so what happened was that there was a time when my friend Arlene and I went to Sedona and it was our first time there. And this is like well before any sort of spiritual awakening or spiritual practice or beliefs that I developed. And it was our first time. We were just willing to try out anything. We booked Reiki, <laughs> we booked psychic readings, and we booked this one um, trip to a vortex with this fellow who was very strange, but interesting. Um, he was probably in his 60s or so. And we drove out to his house and he bundled us in his car and drove us off to the mountains. And looking back, of course, this doesn't seem like the smartest choice, <laughs> but he drove us up to uh, different parts of uh, different vortexes in Sedona, different parts of the mountains. And for anybody who doesn't know what vortexes are, uh, they're just a the belief that there's like a particularly strong sort of earth energy in particular spots. And Sedona is said to have a lot of these vortexes. And so um, he had us do a variety of things. He he had runes, these little tiles with symbols on them. They're kind of like tile tarot cards, but tiles almost with different symbology. Um, he showed us to different spots where there are vortexes. He had us practice meditation. And then he also gave us, um, he took us to kind of a fault line in one of the rocks. And he gave us these almost these copper divining rods. And we were to hold one in each hand. And they apparently like swung back and forth depending on how sensitive and I guess open your channels were whatever that meant at the time I didn't really understand and so Arlene did it and kind of the things swayed back and forth a little bit and then he had me do it and they like flew wide open and he was like whoa <laughs> he's like you're a very open person and I was like I don't know what that means but okay um and then this interesting thing happened over the next six months is I had four or five different people in the period of the six months tell me that um, I was psychic. <laughs> and I was like, what? I'm not psychic. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't see things. I don't have premonitions. I've never considered myself psychic. I don't even know if I believe in psychics, but I had, um, it was just random people. Like it was a couple of people in Sedona, this fellow and another person who, who read my aura <laughs> and, um, which was apparent, which was like pure violet, white violet. Um, and 
just a couple other random people. And it kept coming into my consciousness. And I was like, what does this mean? Like, I don't consider myself psychic in any sort of traditional, you know, situation or or sense. I I can't even see images, right? And so I've talked about having aphantasia on this podcast before. I don't see things in my mind. And I've always kind of assumed that when a psychic closes their eyes, they see like a movie play out from the future or some sort of prediction or symbology. Anyways, um, over time, what I did and what I have come to realize is that I, I am a very open person to whatever energies are out and about there. Sometimes these energies are ideas that are floating from the ether. Sometimes these energies are knowing another person's emotional state. Sometimes these energies are um, just deep, deep knowings about a particular situation, you know, deep intuition. Um, if you study any sort of psychic ability, you come to learn that there are like maybe five senses of being psychic and they're called the five clairs. C-L-A-I-R is Claire. And um, you can be a Claire audient, which means like you can hear psychic messages. You can be um, clairvoyant is really the one I think most of us know about. So voyant meaning seeing, like you can see psychic images. Um, and then there are a couple of others. You can, I forget one, Claire, there's one about smell, Claire, smell something, whatever it's called. Then there's a Claire sentient, which is meaning you can feel um, the feelings, emotions in your body. And then there's Claire cognizance, which I've come to realize over time is something that I definitely have, which is a deep sense of knowing. Um, sometimes I will just know a thing. I think what it's something that makes me a good coach. Um, and an example I can be is like, I could know, like after talking to somebody that the actual issue at the root of what they're talking about is their relationship with their father. <laughs> and I, they never have mentioned a word about their father, but that just knowing will kind of come to me in an instant. And, you know, I have to decide if I want to act on it or not, depending on where the conversation is. Anyways, what I want to have you reflect on is like, where are your sensitivity antenna? Because I think highly sensitive people have incredibly finely tuned antenna and Unfortunately, we're mostly raised to to numb out our antenna um, and and block these systems out through alcohol, through media, through scrolling, um, through food, through keeping busy. Keeping busy has been a huge one for me. And if you're here, I, I want to invite you into the possibility that it might be time to learn the cultivation of reopening uh, your antenna to these sensitivities. Um, if you're this open, if you have sensitivity antennas that can pick up on other people's feelings or psychic images or whatever, you know, as a child, that's very, very, got to be very overwhelming, I can only imagine. And I have, you know, I know tons of people who reported being incredibly psychic when they were kids, like they would see... They would see ghosts, they would see images, they would see spirits, they would know things. And of course, when you're like four or five or six or whatever, and you're like, what's happening? And nobody believes you, um, and it's scary and overwhelming, and you don't have the context for what's happening, I think you're, you very much shut that ability down. And I suspect that has happened to most of us who have these sort of uh, sensitivity antenna or even psychic or intuitive abilities. Um, but now that you're an adult, it might be, you might be interested in reopening those up, right? And so for me, First, with this podcast, I just want to invite you into the concept of sensitivity antenna. Um, and that really just being an ability to tune in on creative ideas, um, consciousness from the universe, uh, feeling situations, intuitions from scenarios, from other people, from other other situations, right? Just this concept that you have this ability. You can call it being intuitive. You can call it being psychic. You can call it being creative. But for me, it's almost all one and the same. It's just the ability to be a receptor for these 
you know, things that are floating around us, whether it's an idea or a psychic image, they're all kind of, we have the ability to channel and read and receive those. So we're reflecting on that. And then is it time and are you ready to develop that ability? And so you might think of developing your sensitivity antenna as developing your intuition, developing your psychic abilities, or developing your creativity or something else altogether. But what could that look like? And for me, the more that I've developed my sensitivity antenna, um, (laughs) well, first, something I want to say is like the more sensitive you become, the more sensitive you become. Um, you know, I've really been on kind of a journey in the past few years to remove things like alcohol or caffeine or over busyness or addiction to work from my life. And I thought maybe once I removed those things, they wouldn't, the, the things I was trying to numb out wouldn't bother me as much. You know, f- for example, like noise can be really overwhelming for me um, or visual stimulation. And I thought, oh, if I remove caffeine or alcohol or reduce those, then when I have them again in the future, like once, it won't be that big of a deal. But what (laughs) happens is like, now when I have caffeine, I'm like flying off the fucking walls. Um, Now when I have alcohol, it's just like I'm tipsy like right away. Now when I'm in environments when it's incredibly noisy, I can barely stand it. And so uh, actually the process is like the more sensitive I become, the more sensitive I've realized I've always been and how much a lot of these tactics were really numbing me out. And so it's an invitation I've had to accept to lean even more into my sensitivity. Um, But I've totally forget where I was going with this, but um, as I've developed wanting to develop the sensitivity antenna more, it's been more about becoming kind of like a, a clear channel for these ideas. And for me, you know, I don't consider myself at all psychic, despite what other these other random people who saw this in me. Maybe that'll be a skill that's that's revealed to me in, in later years. I've actually had some moments. Maybe that'll that'll be a time for another podcast. So that possibility is there. That skill might be there. Um, but for me, opening my sensitivity antenna is really about creativity and being open to the ideas that power and fuel my business and my coaching and my teaching. Um, and so it's been really important for me to dedicate myself to the practice of more fine-tuning my sensitivity antenna. And so for me, this has looked like more meditation, more journaling, and more time in nature. More quiet time, not listening to podcasts or audiobooks or talking to people, and less stimulation in my diet overall. Less caffeine, alcohol, and sugar, though I still do have all of those things and they are delicious. So, you know, there's no problem with that. It's just anything that's kind of stimulating me is dulling my sensitivity antenna. And so the more I can remove those elements from my life, the more I think my sensitivity antenna become more more finely tuned and more skilled on picking up ideas. And what this will look like in practice, so say I've been meditating for a couple of weeks and journaling and in nature a lot, I get really good ideas and they seem to come out of nowhere. <laughs> and anybody else who's a creative out there knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, the, you, you do channel these ideas. They they pop into your mind on a walk or what will happen is I will see what will happen is like a book or a podcast will come into my awareness two, two or three or more times. And I know that like my next step is to read that book or listen to that podcast because there's going to be an idea for me in that thing. So there's a, there's a more open reception to ideas and a more open reception to material that will point me towards those ideas. And this is how I'm a creative person. I mean, 
people who want to become creative, it's not so much a study or a practice as an opening and a clearing. And so why I think I love Rick Rubin's book so much and his practices, which are, are very, very deeply steeped in awareness and meditation, um, is that this is this is what it's about for me. Creativity is not about forcing, it's about clearing and opening. So the more I'm meditating, the more I'm journaling, the more time I'm spending in nature, the more time I'm removing stimulants from my diet consumption and stimulants like food or substance-wise, but also stimulants like TV or noise, the, the more open I am, the more ideas come in and the more creativity I have, which I can then channel into the world. And I think this relates a little bit back to my past episode, The Universe Loves a Creative Bitch, which I got a lot of good feedback on. So if you enjoyed that, I, I'm, I'm glad. Um, is that the universe is looking for a partner who is open to play, right? And if you are, and, and so many of us have to numb ourselves because we are so sensitive that it's it makes perfect sense that we've spent decades or longer, an entire lifetime, numbing ourselves with substances or busyness or overwork or what other shopping or food or anything or scrolling. Um it's very painful to be the sensitive. I mean, that's the reality of it in a lot of ways. And a lot of us don't have the guidance and the ability to, to be as open as maybe we're naturally designed to be. But if you're interested in becoming a creative bitch who wants to play with the universe, this is part of it. It Part of it is cultivating that alone time, starting the meditation practice, doing your morning pages journaling, um, because those are like the ways to fine tune your sensitivity antenna to become more open and receptive to the ideas that want to be channeled through you. And who knows wants to be channel- what wants to be channeled through you. Maybe it is psychic and intuitive abilities. Maybe it's simply creative ideas. Maybe it's play and delight. Maybe it's art. Um, who's to say? And I hope you will take a chance to find out because if there's one thing I know about highly sensitive people is that we are deeply creative because we have these incredible sensitivity antenna we're in touch with the consciousness of the universe, which wants to be expressed through us in creative ways. And that includes you too. Yep. You, I'm talking about you. So if you think you might have sensitivity antenna and you want to fine tune them, um, I'd love to hear from you and hear what your practices are for kind of fine tuning and, and being, becoming more receptive and also grounding your sensitivity so that you can have this ability to listen and receive what wants to come through you. And, Yeah. And if you enjoyed this, you might enjoy practical spirituality, which is still open. We talk a lot about this kind of stuff and I'd love to have you in there. Um, And if you have anything else you want to share about sensitivity antenna or creativity or ideas, anything else I'd love to hear from you. You can DM me on Instagram at Catherine Andrews or email me Catherine at CatherineDAndrews.com. I hope you have a great day. That's it for this week's Sunday Soother. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a moment, go on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That's how other people find this podcast and the message of hope and compassionate personal growth I'm hoping to spread to many more people just like you. You can find me on Instagram at Katherine Andrews and find out more about The Sunday Soother at thesundaysoother.com. You can also check out my services, courses, and coaching at katherinedandrews.com. Have a great day ahead.